Rando banter. <laughs> What's going on, Duff? You're working on your base levels before the show. Yeah, I was working on my base level, so I went high with that one. Uh, how's it going? Good, man. How you, how's everything going with you? It's pretty good. Um, you know, we're taping this episode, what, uh, the 23rd of October, mm-hmm. and uh, we actually hung out yesterday, the 22nd. Um, you, Megan, your wife, who you're going to hear on the wives episode, uh, and also your daughter, Emma, came up to my mom's surprise 60th birthday party. So appreciated you guys coming up and seeing and seeing you there. And um, Dude, your family has always treated us like family, so it was it was honored to be invited to uh, mom's 60th birthday party. But, man, you guys, your family loves to take a made-up story and just take off to the moon with it. Yeah, I don't... I, I For a while, I thought this was normal, but apparently it's not. No. <laughs> so, okay. So um, my mom is turning 60, so very, you know, huge, uh, you know, huge anniversary. Is that what you call it? Or huge milestone, milestone I guess. That's, yeah. that's the right word. So uh, we got the idea about a month or two ago of trying to put a surprise birthday together. And she doesn't turn actually 60 until right around Thanksgiving. But I think her birthday always gets lost because yeah. it's right around the holiday. So it kind of sucks. Right. She actually said she's never had a birthday party before. So <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, man, this is, we suck. She's had a Thanksgiving <laughs> gathering that people yeah. also gave yeah. her birthday presents. She probably had the host, too, which makes it even worse. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so. she was cooking. Yeah, yeah the, the family, um, my brother, my sister-in-law, uh, my wife, and my stepfather are all trying to plan things out uh, as a surprise. And to throw her off the scent, there's a backstory that I was getting an award from work. So he just said, hey, mom, be at the place, you know, the restaurant we went to, Ulele, which is right on the water, downtown Tampa, really beautiful place. You know, just be here at 1.30. And that was it. And then... Um, and that's that's not bad. That's perfect. That's how it started. Yeah, right. that's how it started. And then... Um, Everybody else wants to have details of it. They want a backstory to it. And I just want to just, just tell her the time. That's it. Like, it's a simple award ceremony. No big deal. Like, it, nobody's asking questions. So two or three days before this, uh, oh, meanwhile, she has family flying into town, good friends from back home flying in town. So it was a production, too, to, to get a few people here. A few days before, my sister-in-law screenshot something from my bank it's what you know it was a post from my bank a few a few months ago or something about my work anniversary and she said oh our matt duff is going to be awarded a prestigious award from the from the mayor he's going to present him and my sister-in-law actually researched awards that i could that somebody could possibly win so it was actually a true award that she tied to this and like screenshotted like a fake um social media post so what day did that go out to everybody that went out uh, i think it was thursday of this past week yeah yeah so it's only a few days before so that. two days before yeah. essentially so what sounds like a, a simple well duff's getting an award from work yeah. and we're all invited to the ceremony may steps up it her to the game. next level <laughs> and it's a, it's a, an award from mayor yeah. caster of tampa bay <laughs> so, or of tampa so she sends it to the, a group text just between, you know, the, the five or six of us. Like, hey, Matt, is this the award that they're presenting you? And I have to play it off like, uh, yeah, that's the award. I'm so glad they took my stock photo, the one that makes me look like I'm sleeping. You know, just tr- <laughs> trying to jokey joke it. <laughs> right. So then my mom just, you know, starts, she bites into this hook, line, and sinker. And so she just goes, oh, Matt, so proud of you. You're such a role model. It's like hashtag proud mom. It was like, it was just cringy, like how bad she dove into this. So then she starts texting the whole family. She's got a a text chain with some uncles and aunts. And some some of them were staying with us. So they're hanging out with us on Friday, and my mom sends this, like, hey, check out the award that Matt's getting. This is unbelievable. And uh, so everybody's just, everybody knows, except for her. But it's so, so she actually starts Googling this award. So there was a whole backstory that she was checking this out. Can you believe who were the past winners of this? She's like, this is amazing. <laughs> do you, do then, you know who any of them were? <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't do any research, but... So oh she is she is googling it. My stepfather is telling me this, and we're just like, oh god, this is, we're the, the, she's gonna figure this out. 
So, and then the last, the last thing right before they're leaving, uh, my stepfather's going out of the house. It was a beautiful day, 80 degrees, sunny, perfect weather. Yeah. So he's, he just puts on shorts and some casual clothes. <laughs> and my mom just goes, you can't leave the house like this. You're going to meet the mayor. You're going to put on some long pants. So he's probably just annoyed that he just like he just wants to go hang out at this surprise party. Yeah. So, so yeah, we all get there between you know half hour before the you know we're setting up and um, right. then that then that's the wait you know because you got to do the surprise. So we're all looking up the waiting for her to come up the stairs. We're looking one way and then she comes in the other way. Yep. But uh, yeah, she, as soon as she walks in, everybody says surprise and she just goes. It's not my birthday. No, 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 no. That's all. So she walks in, and everybody else surprised, and then just started. I don't know who started, but everybody just starts singing "Happy Birthday." Yeah, that's right. And she mouths, "She's like, it's not his birthday." So she thought we were doing this for Ed. (laughs) Yeah, because it's a month before her birthday. Yep. And he just turned (laughs) sixty a few weeks, uh, a few months before that. So yeah, this was uh, quite the the. It should have just been, hey, it's a simple award ceremony. Leave it at that. Yeah. But, you know so, what? Kudos to me, but, though, for just amping it up. And you know what? She, and poor Gail, too. She's been so proud of Aaron and Tony. She finally thought she had a reason to be proud <laughs> said, of you, Duff. No. <laughs> Madam Zero married Mr. Zero. Yeah. <laughs> no awards. She's so excited. And, and then it's just a... It's, yeah, she walked in. She's like, you're not getting an award? I'm like, I'm just happy... Love you, Mom. Continue to be employed. That's it, you know. I'm like Milton from Office Space. It's just please keep the checks coming, and that's about it. Uh, but <laughs> so. let's, I mean, can we talk about how nice that place was that you lately? I've never heard of it, but holy crap, that place is beautiful. Yeah, so that's, uh, I've only been there once or twice before. It's it, That place used to be a, a really rough area. They have armature works right there. It's right on the water. There's a lot of green space. You know, they had markets there, so it's... um. Tampa's done a great job the last few years actually, you know, displaying what they're, you know, they're on the water. They're on the river. They're on the bay. And for a while, it just was a pretty rough area that didn't have any sites, that didn't have any restaurants that you can really go to. And Yeah. So. But. Totally different now, man. That was That's a beautiful place. Um, <clears throat> walking around back, and it kind of reminded me of, like, a huge version of what Corporate Ladder did, where they have, like, that artificial turf and then just seats and chairs and uh, not seats and chairs, seats and tables spread out all over the place. Isn't it's looking over water, right? It's, there's like a little river back there, isn't there? Yeah, that's the Hillsborough River. Hillsborough so I think river, you can rent yeah. boats and maybe even jet skis or something out of there. So yeah. cool little place, man. We'll have to uh, hit up that place again for sure. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <'cause> <laughs> it was a little too nice for for me, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm cool with it, man. That was, that was a cool place. Um, I wanted to ask you about. Last week on the on the the wives episode, you had mentioned that you were you were were you voted or quietest or shyest or what was it? Yeah, I think it was the most quiet. Most was quiet. The superlative? I don't know. I guess yeah. that's what it is. I had best hair in case <laughs> nice. anyone was Okay, yeah, that's but, nice. uh, <laughs> assholes. No, <laughs> yes. <kidding. laughs> so so I, I met you in like two thousand ish, and and you weren't quiet, shy, none of that. So where did that change out of curiosity you know i think it was probably my senior year like i think uh it's probably two things we talked about our olympia sports so you know i had a decent sized group of friends in high school and uh you know i was good friends with them for the most part but i, I don't think when i when i started hanging out with everybody at olympia it was like i, I think i found more of my sense of humor mm-hmm. and i was comfortable just you know bullshitting with people and talking but until then i was just quiet i just I, I was either playing sports or working like and you know i think i was able to open up a little bit and then i also think halfway through my senior year uh, is when i started <laughs> in engaging in alcoholic experimented <laughs> with a bio too <laughs> so uh halfway through my senior year um you know started started doing that going to parties and i think that kind of loosened me up a little bit as well from just talking now they can't shut me up so yeah geez (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that was um i that was you know i do have a first drinking story right around that time but uh you know i guess what's yours because we we did talk about some the hampton trips last time yeah uh, in the last episode but what i guess what was your first (laughs) 
experience with drinking. Well, we all know uh, our good friend Mike LaRose, Mike Daly LaRose. Um, Patrick somewhere in there, right, too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do we, should we give out his full name and social security <laughs> yeah, number on? <laughs> <laughs> no, I went over to his house one day, just kind of, uh, you know, see what's going on. And his his dad, the famous Dickie LaRose, <laughs> is out on the porch holding the beer. And he's like, hey, Larry, you want a course light? That's how it happened. Just like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I honestly think, um, I think my mom had dropped me off or like dupe or somebody that had a license because I was 15 at the time and have a license. So um, just go over to his house and Dickie's just like, hey, want a beer? Was it just one or was it a couple? Or was it? Uh, I think I had just one that day. And then probably that weekend. Um, and this would be a great story to tell with LaRose in a couple weeks. Okay. Um, but he had this big open spot. Like if you go in the woods by his house, I, I think they were probably getting ready to build something in there. And, but it was just an area that was, it was cleared out. It was like in the woods, but it was a big open space that was cleared out and, you know, grass had started to grow. So it basically just looked like a big open field in the middle of the woods. Okay. So we go back there and we started, we brought some beers and, you know, we would, that would kind of become, we would call it the chill spot. Nice. And that would be where we just go back, hide in the woods and drink. All right. I think that's a lot of like high school drinking stories is just get in the woods and be able to hide from people. Exactly. Yeah. No one's going to bother you. And often you can't do it in people's houses if, if, you know, depending on the age you are. We, um, my first one drinking story was not in the woods. Um, we had one of my, uh, high school friends. He used to host a party, you know, two or three times a year and you'd always get busted. But yeah, senior year, I went over there. Uh, it was in the middle of the winter, uh, it was snowing, freezing out. So we get there and, um, you know, before you really start drinking, you, nobody really has a taste for beer right away, I don't think. No. Or very rarely is it. So you, no. you, you always figure out those other things that um, that at least taste a little bit better that you can get that, whether it's Smirnoff or some sort of Mike's Hard iced tea or something like that. So, um, mm. so one of my buddies actually was a bartender, and he had turned 18 a little early. So he made a couple drinks, and then he was passing them out. And he's like, all right, now I'm just going to relax. Yeah. So then it was like, all right, let me try to make my own drinks. <laughs> so I grabbed some awful, pl- probably plastic bottle of vodka, and I mixed it with just regular Mountain Dew. And I'm like, ah, whatever. Like, uh, <laughs> the old vodka do. I'm a little uh, an alcoholic chemist, so <laughs> it was awful. But I, you know, you, you just you pound it down, and then um, and then yeah, I just had some fun, was playing darts, and then uh, like probably about ten or eleven at night, I was like, all right, I, I'm I'm feeling this. Like, I, it's you know, it's hitting me. So I went outside to kind of just, I figured the cool air is going to cool me off and, right. you know, sober me up a little bit. And I just kind of sat on the hood of a car and then fell asleep <laughs> in the snow on the car. <laughs> so they like find me at like midnight. It's uh, like, tough getting sideways. What idiot. is wrong with you? <laughs> so yeah, that was pretty much my first uh, experience drinking. And then vodka do's on your first <laughs> yes. experience drinking. But then uh, shortly after that. Where did you say that was again? That was, uh, it was in Worcester when I was at Holy Name, but it was at one of my buddy's houses. At a friend's house. Okay. Yeah, and he would always get caught. Like, so he would host a party, get caught, get punished for two months, and then... Yeah. Uh, host another party. Yep. Another party in two months, everyone. Yeah, as soon as he was free. <laughs> there was always something little he would get busted by, whether it was a, a one bottle cap that just was there. Uh, I think somebody put a drink down on, like, some family pictures or something, and then there was a, there was a ring on the picture, and... Usually it was something small like that, that it was the reason he got caught. I don't know what that rings from. So, And then shortly after that, um, we talked about a, a previous episode with Justin Moza. Went to Montreal at 20. At 20. Mm-hmm. Well, in high school, our senior year, we were 18. We actually went to, we got on a Greyhound bus, seven of us, went to Montreal for three or four days. And so... The introduction to drinking, it wasn't starting at 15, having a couple years and working your way up. It was pretty much... All right, I started at 18, and a month into that, I'm going to Montreal, just being able to get in bars, had no problem. Right. And like, so wow. pretty much, uh, yeah, I went from zero to zero to 100 pretty quick. Yeah, no, I, I very much eased into it. <clears throat> and it's probably a good thing that I started with something like Coors Light because it was, I mean, it was gross. 
you know, you like you said, you have to kind of acquire a taste. Mm. It was gross. And then when we would go back to that the chill spot, the only beer really we're able to get would be cheap. Yep. So we're not getting anything good. We're not getting hard liquor either, which is a good thing, <laughs> yep. you know. Yeah, it, it was definitely a gradual process for me. Like I would, you know, we'd have a weekend or two where we'd have a couple beers and think we were cool, and then I wouldn't drink again for a while. It wasn't until probably towards the my, and my end of Olympia where we would speed it up a little bit, start drinking a little bit more, you know, going to doing the Hampton trip. And <clears throat> that's really the first, like we had said before, that's the first time I had ever had hard liquor was at the Hampton trip, you know, with Jack Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm trying to find the picture of uh, the Hampton trip because uh, I was going to say, like, you were, what, 19 then, give or take. So, And I think that trip, I don't know if you were drinking regular beer. I think that was a lot of Smirnoff and a lot of vodka, I had a right? couple Budweiser's, but, yeah, the majority of what I would drink if we were just drinking something was either the Smirnoff or Mike's Hard Lemonade or I would mix... You know, one of the different, because that's when they had like an orange dew, a code red dew, and I would mix that with, I forget what me and LaRose were mixing it with, but we were mixing it with some yeah. hard hard liquor. So that, <clears throat> but it was, you know, in comparison, I would probably only have like four alcoholic drinks in a day. But as, you know, I was 18 before, just before I turned 19, that was way more than enough to... <laughs> do me in you know I was fired up and then I remember like we would do that during the day and then we would go out on the Hampton boardwalk and you know do whatever <laughs> they had that big arcade there and I think I threw my arm out twice that week and that thing that you can <laughs> trying to throw the hardest yeah, yeah, pitch, yeah how fast can you throw the ball we would get buzzed and then yeah. we'd go there and we thought yeah. we were all all-stars and it's like yeah. 65 really <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna throw 92 yeah. 64 <laughs> oh yeah, so, you know, and then the wiffle ball on the beach once they would kind of clear out at night. Um, it was such a fun trip. I don't mean to uh, go off on a tangent again, but, yeah, that's kind of where it would take off. And then it would, you know, vacations and stuff and the Outer Banks, coming to visit you in Florida, you know, keg stands down here, <laughs> 2004 and five. Uh, we had talked about this, too, kind of high school. Like, I. You know, once I left high school, I really didn't talk with many of the same people. We, but um, so I re and I think this was really before Facebook was big, anyway. So you didn't really, you couldn't really keep tabs on people. My if you didn't. Back oh then. yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, well, I think one of the funniest stories, you know, I got to know Larry Moore uh, and his wife as well. So we went as a, I think we went in the same car to the, our my five year anniversary. And like I said, I've really. I really didn't talk to anybody from high school other than Megan, her friend Gina, uh, and that was about it. And that so, was basically through work. Yeah, that was pretty much just through Olympia. So yeah. uh, Larry and I would play this pretty pretty big prank where, like I mentioned, I, when I graduated high school, I was only 120 pounds. Um, <laughs> and I, <laughs> I'll let Larry describe where he was but f at that five-year reunion. Yeah, so this was, uh, what, 2006? Right. Yeah. Graduated. So graduated yep. in one. Yep. Um, so Megan asked, you know, I go with Megan to their five year reunion, and I'm probably about two sixty. You know, obviously, much like I am now, still with the bald head. I had shaved the goatee that I had had at one point. Um, so I, you know, it, anybody who knows the two of us, or you can look at the pictures on our, uh, you know, Facebook page or Instagram page, we are two entirely different looking human beings. <laughs> Duff is skinny and hairy as all hell. And, yo, dude, you got to... I did find... Yeah, we can post that. Send me that so, picture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll put that up with the pictures. The Hampton Beach table, the infamous table. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we're two entirely different human beings. And I would go... Or I was going around. I'll let you tell the story <laughs> so, because so you're way better. I would kind of hang behind the scene, uh, you know, so... Yeah. And I would, I, I would tell Larry a quick, like, story about somebody, like how, how I... what what I would know about him. Like, hey, we played JV basketball together. Or, hey, we, we did... I was in West Side Story or something like that. So I'd I'd give him a little backstory and then tell him to go up to talk to whoever these people are. I'd tell the name. And uh, I think that the, the favorite one um, was uh, one of my buddies from high school. 
uh, his name was Ryan. I said, "Hey, go up to Ryan. Say, hey, it's Matt Duff. Uh, you know, remember we played on the golf team or something like that." So Larry yeah. shakes his hand, and again, I had you know the spiked up preppy hair. That was, was my Backstreet Boys phase. Uh, and he and Larry just goes up to Ryan at the five year reunion, and his face just drops like yeah. <laughs> like he's like, hey, "This is you, Duff." Like. <laughs> He was so confused. Is it for real? <laughs> so we, we did this to about three or four other people, but it was just yeah. it was just such a funny joke to play on somebody. Because like, <laughs> that's the thing, I would tell Larry stuff that he that only like you know I may know about that person too and the name. So Larry goes up with with the backstory and yeah, <laughs> it's just the confused look on people's faces. <laughs> and um, we did that too with uh, it's Pat. Is it Pat Sargent? Yeah, yeah. Did that with him too. And then what's funny is like down the road. I got into booking comedy shows and he was kind of at the tail end of being a comedian. Um, and then he got more into like, uh, he was, he was writing for different, you know, like Worcester yeah. publications and things like that. And he ended up covering comedy. So he had covered nice. a couple of the shows that we did, you know, and it's just funny. That's right. You how, got to know Pat. Yeah. I ended up kind of getting to know him after pretending to be Duff. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pat, Pat was the person's house that had the parties. That would, oh, was it? Yeah. It was <laughs> So I tried to full circle. There <laughs> yeah. we go. So good dude. Yeah, Pat. Pat definitely a good dude. Uh, it was good to get to know him. Um, and you know, it's funny about that whole time um, back in 2012 is when I started booking comedy shows. And an interesting thing about that year is I also, you know, I was telling you I was about 260. Um, and this is going to be this is going to sound really bad. But I was 260 in 2006. Well, 2012 when I started booking comedy shows. I'm over 300 pounds. <laughs> so there was a gradual incline. Um, at that point, though, it was like enough was enough. Um, and I don't know if you recall, but Mila Rose, your brother Aaron, we all started a flag football yep. league. And we're booking comedy shows at that time. Um, and then for me personally, I started going to the gym for the first time in a couple of years. I actually lost 60 pounds. Did you do like a 5K around then too or yeah, something? Yeah, well, we had started with the goal, Sneed. Myself, Megan, um, there was supposed to be, I think, like, Maisto originally was part of it, and he, I don't think he did the 5K. Sneed didn't do the 5K with, with us either, but Maisto had lost some weight at that time. Sneed had lost some weight at that time. So we kind of all did it together, and we were going. We were running at Oxford High School track at the time, and then we did the uh, finish at the 50 uh, at Gillette Stadium. Yeah. So we basically ran around the parking lot, and you go all the way up to the 300 level, all the way back down. And then you finish across, running across the 50-yard line, giving uh, Gerard Mayo a high five or whatever player was there. I gave Gerard Mayo a high five at that point. Um, So, yeah, and that was kind of like the culmination of it too for me because, like, that's where it stopped. I got to (laughs) the the finish line. line. (laughs) Well, I got to the goal was let's get to this 5K, did it. Um, Time wasn't great. It was like 37 minutes or something like that for 3.1 miles, which, uh, you know, younger me would have belittled older me but from where i had come from it was uh it was a good accomplishment then yeah and it's definitely something that you know i was going to try to start i mean this a hundred times i've tried to start all right let's let's turn things around and let's get going in in one direction but my problem as a person is i'm either 100 percent all in or i'm just not in So I can't be like, okay, I'm going to be good during the week, but then we got the holidays coming up, so then I'm going to kind of be, uh, but then I'll get right back into It's like, no, I'm either running through it all the way, 100% all in, or I'm just not. I'm that's, not. I think that's how most people are. <laughs> I, I, I never get started. so that's, You don't need to, though. That's, <laughs> you don't need to. I, I'm out of shape. Actually, right before COVID, uh about nine or ten guys at the bank, we started a, an intramural soft, uh, softball, an intramural basketball league. Mm-hmm. So not doing anything for 10, 15 years uh, other than drinking and playing softball and, and playing golf, trying to get back into basketball was extremely tough. But we, we got through the seat. We got our asses kicked every single we – had, we had one win. It was because the team forfeited. So, um, But, yeah, getting into that, it, it actually started getting fun. Um, and I was like, all right, maybe this is something we can keep going with. And then the problem was, is right as playoffs were rolling around mm-hmm. was when the world stopped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was, it was March of 2020. We actually, I think the, the playoff game we didn't go to just because, like I said, I think they just stopped. 
they stopped having them. If we went, maybe we would have won the league because nobody would have showed up. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> So, yeah, that was, like I said, just when you started to get going with it, like, all right, I'm getting my feet under me. I can actually, you know, play a little, play a little bit of basketball because that's all I did growing up to like played a bunch of different sports, including basketball until I was like 18. Yeah. Uh, and then I guess midnight ball is probably another thing we'll get into in yeah, a future I, episode. I just but, wrote that down. <laughs> yeah, so that'll be a good future episode. Um, but yeah, just when you get back in the swing of things and, and COVID hits and then you kind of change up your... Uh, <laughs> So you're out of shape in, in what you're saying is you're out of shape in terms of breathing and oh, yeah. running and, and being able to do that sort of thing. Yeah, I used to, we used to be able to have some dribble. Like I was a point guard, so I was able to dribble right. between the legs, make some nice passes. I, you try to do that again, and you're like <laughs> dribbling off my knees, my feet. Like, yeah. And it was just extremely frustrating, you know. <laughs> I think of things like right now that are a chore to do that when you're, you know, when I was a lot younger and in shape would be like wouldn't be a thought. Yep. Like, you know, if, you know, my daughter saying, hey, let's let's walk down to the playground, which is like eight tenths of a mile. Part of my I, I usually we usually don't we usually walk there. But my initial reaction is, all right, we'll drive. <laughs> <laughs> we need a golf cart. <laughs> yeah, we do need a golf cart. Uh, but no, I mean, and it's it's got a, the whole mentality when you're when you're going to go and, and anybody who's lost a lot of weight knows this. But you have to. It's the whole mentality. It's the mindset. It's the lifestyle. A lot of things have to change to lose that amount of weight. You know, obviously drinking will have to cut back quite a bit. Not excited about that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, you know, and just eating whatever. Like, really, I was doing really, really well. I was, had lost, um, I think, 25, 30 pounds right before COVID. And then I put all that back on and then some during COVID just – we were doing a weight loss challenge at work just just before. And actually, the, there was never any winner or payout because everything got shut down and everybody got sent home to work remotely, and then it just ended. Gotcha. So, but I was definitely winning that <laughs> at the time. Do you have the exercise equipment here? I, I think you, you do have a couple. Uh, yeah, I mean, we have a relatively new, I mean, basically almost a less than a year old treadmill. Um, I had actually bought... Um, the Nordic track version of a Peloton for me, and Megan uses it religiously. I've used it twice, and I just, I don't know, it's not built for me. I'm sure there are adjustments you can make, but the seat is hard as a rock. Yeah, you can get seating pads and bicycle shorts, but I also feel like my knees are, like, too high up and crunched. Like, I can't, I would much rather, and we bought bikes to do this, just go out on an actual bike. And, you know, and I, so I have that as well. So we have uh, a physical bike and a treadmill and, you know, we live in Florida, so I can go year round and we can walk yeah. and live in a nice neighborhood. So I can walk through the streets. Um, but I went into, went into a bike shop. Uh, I don't know. We did this end of 2020, maybe, um, you know, I was all still working from home and all that. And I go in there and I'm like, I need a bike because it was after we had bought this and I realized, oh my God, I just spent. I don't know, whatever that was, 1500 bucks, and I hate this thing. I was like, I need a real bike <laughs> yep. that's going to hold my weight. Because most bikes, you look at them, if you look up the specs on them, they're they're meant for, like, nobody over 250 pounds, like 250 or less, maybe 275 or less. And I'm, you know, three bills plus about 20. So I'm like, <laughs> all right, I'm, I'm not going to be riding down the street and, you know, having the wheel just, the rim just collapse or... Uh, they don't make the, them like they used the to. The pedals just <laughs> yeah. snap, like the chain. I don't know. So I go in and I tell the guy, like, look, I need it. I need you to either sell me a bike that I can use or build me, make, you know, pick a, a model that's reasonable and then upgrade it for me so that it'll hold me. And basically what he did is he's like, well, the majority of your weight is taken in the back wheel. So he did an upgraded rim for me. Um, they did the two-inch wide <clears throat> tires. He, I don't know, did something with, I forget. He, they made a bunch yeah, of adjustments yeah. and, and sold me a bike. It actually wasn't too poorly. I think it was like 1200 bucks. It wasn't, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. It was a really nice bike. It's a uh, Giant is the brand. Do you still use it? Um, I haven't probably used it in, I think the last time I used it was like, I'm, I was so lazy this summer. <laughs> gotcha. And that's part of why you know what I'm what I need to get away yeah. from. But. You just need to get it out here on the podcast, and yeah, get it out, be accountable. You know, and I was even like kind of in the back of my mind, like 
for accountability, if I get a bunch of people involved in this and mm-hmm. there's competition, yep. you know, that would be, I don't know the word I want, but that would definitely be a motivator that, that would keep things rolling. And I'm sure there's a lot of other people who could mm-hmm. use that accountability. So we were doing it for a while and I don't know what that, what's that app we all had. And there was the oh, hashtag um, get fit for Aaron. What is that? Yeah. People would go and motivate each other, but it only band? lasts for like band. band yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, But it would only last for like, you know, two, three weeks and then nobody would, we, everybody would stop using it. <laughs> and then we'd start again. Started going. Yeah. And right, actually, when everybody gets down here, how about that? Just get it going. Right, when they're know. down here um, in a few weeks. So yeah, we're recording here towards the end of October, whatever it is. I don't even know what the date is. What did you say it was? 23rd. 23rd, yep. And then they're all down here. November 10th or 11th, I think I get here. Yeah. I don't want to be too specific. I don't want to get their houses robbed. (laughs) (laughs) So they say. Dickie will be robbing. (laughs) Yeah, Dickie will be robbing their house. Yes. Um, yeah, when they're come down, they'll be down for a few days, and we'll 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 chat. We'll get it we'll going come up again. With, uh, yep. Yeah, and we'll bring in any you know people that listen to the podcast. It can be anybody. So we'll we'll open it up and we'll put publicly where to enter or whatever we decide yeah, to do. That's a good idea. Yeah, just make it open just in time for the holidays. So. Right, right. Yeah, so lose, we'll have a built-in excuse of why we're not doing it. <laughs> yeah, lose ten or fifteen pounds before uh, the holidays, and then put it all put right, it right back, back on. Out, yep. That's my problem. Is that's what I always do? Is I Go for a small period of time, do well, and then put it right back on. Especially yeah. when I go like low carb, I drop weight so fast doing low carb, but I never end properly. I just I do low carb for like three weeks a month, and then a my ending is like a large pizza and six <laughs> beers. Okay, or a, you know the biggest, I made it. I the, it. <laughs> the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen. You know. Yeah. I think there is minor changes because there was a point where, like, I think I lost 10 pounds in, like, a month just cutting sugar out of my diet. Yeah. You know, so that was the easiest thing is just like, all right, instead of drinking soda, drink unsweet iced tea or drink water. Yeah. And then for coffee, just drink black coffee. And, you know, that that was a simple fix that, you know, was relatively easy. I think guys have it easier. Like, um, Joanna always complains about, like, how – one super stupid thing like that for a guy makes sense, but or it it happens easy when they have to struggle with a bunch of different things. To- yeah, women have that added, and men do to a degree as well. But women, it's way worse, I think. I'm the complaining not, I'm no gene? Son. No, just oh, the sorry. the hormones of when you're trying to lose weight and then also deal with that. Like they have a different. There's a different balance for women yeah. that has to be struck when there is men. That's definitely for sure. Because, like I said, I, I I know I can make, like you said, a few minor changes and see results. But it's sticking to those things that are mm-hmm. killing me. Like, we went a good while where the only thing really I changed is, like you said, I, I didn't. So my, my order at Dunkin' or Starbucks is a cold brew with cream and mocha. So it's like a cold brew with fat and sugar. <laughs> so, and I, and I don't get a small, I get a large, which I think is 30 ounces yeah, and you can feel the sugar in your teeth yeah. when you get into the syrup. So I just switched to black coffee, and then we were doing um, what's essentially a sixteen-eight fast. So we would stop eating at eight p.m. Oh, yeah. and then I wouldn't eat again until noon the next day, and then you eat from noon to eight, and then you continue that. So we were doing that and doing fine and you know i slowly you know lose two pounds one week and pound the next week and three pounds the next week and you know trying to throw in walks and workouts and things like that um so and that was probably the easiest thing but the hard part about that is at least for me when i would get to lunchtime or noon and i hadn't eaten since eight o'clock the night before you're hungry, man. So yeah. you're you gonna make it worth it those hours. Make it worth it, but also you don't just ruin it. You're like yeah. you, if you eat three thousand calories from lunch and in lunch and dinner, you're basically ruining it. You're, you know, it doesn't matter when you're taking the calories because essentially, the bottom line is it's calories in, calories out. Another yeah, thing that I I learned if you're a heavy person is if you take your weight, if you take your weight and you add on a zero to it. That's how many calories you need to intake just to maintain your weight. So if you're a 300-pound guy, you add a zero, 3,000 calories is just going to maintain your weight. 
just going about your mm. normal day and because your body as a bigger person is burning more calories to do what a normal person's the same types of activities. And I've never counted calories, but like <clears throat> what, since you like double cheeseburgers, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I do. But you can, can you eat them again after, after that story we told previously? Um, it went a little while where I couldn't yeah, even take the smell of McDonald's. But like, what would a, what would like a double cheeseburger combo meal with a drink? Like how many calories is that? I've never counted calories, but. Um, I think a double cheeseburger is in four fifty ish. A large fry would probably be about five hundred calories. And, okay. Um, I don't know. Coke, Diet cokes yeah. don't have any. Okay. I don't. I don't drink regular soda. So, not that that's. Okay. I get cancer, but I don't get the calories from it. <laughs> gotcha. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, and it's also just the fact it's not only the calories with McDonald's, it's the uh, insane amount of sodium mm-hmm. and fat. And I think there used to be trans fats and saturated fats and all that, but they had to cut those out a few years mm-hmm. ago because of government regulations, because the government knows what's best for us. Gotcha. Just look at the uh, food pyramid back in the uh, 90s that we were taught. That's all bullshit. <laughs> anyway, I don't know where that one came from. Yeah, whoa. <laughs> but yeah, this other, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely one where I like the big hazy IPAs, and, and one of those is like 400 calories. So I gotcha. You have three or four of those, and there's, you know. So you got a McDonald's combo meal and a couple IPAs, and you're at. That's all you can have for the day. You're at, yep, yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> also, it would be a very, it, it would possibly be a calorie deficit, but you'd be very unhealthy if that's that's what you're sticking with for, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's not, for a meal plan. That's not, yeah. But yeah, so we'll, we'll work that out when all those guys come up. And, uh, you know, hopefully this is the time where another 60 plus comes off. Megan's very good about it, but she's like, I want to help you, but I also don't want to be nagging and hmm? because you know, when you when you do start a you know, an air quotes diet and you take, you know, you don't have you're not you, you can't just eat whatever you want, can't just drink whatever you want. There's that a very I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but a very a grumpiness comes in real quick. You know, it's the first, at least for me, I, the first like three, four days, it's like very irritable, you know, and then that passes, you give it a go, get through about a week of it and it passes. Yeah, but, you're changing up your system. Yeah. I want to eat this to make me feel better and I cannot. Yeah. I'm the same way. Or like drink. <laughs> yeah, that, that's kind of like, you're like, all right, I'm going to start this week off. I'm not going to drink this week. And then like by Tuesday, you're like, oh, it's two, two friggin' shitty days at work. Let me just. Let me just stop at the bar on the way home. Yeah. And then that goes out the window pretty quick. But yeah, that can... Uh, and that's that's what been my problem is I'll, I'll be good for a couple of days and then I'll have that moment of, all right, I'm just going to go do that. And then that's it. And the next day I'm just like, ah, fuck it. I'm back to <laughs> back whatever to I was doing. Routine. So yeah, the, the reason I was asking about uh, you buying exercise equipment, seeing if you still use it, is uh, I've for exercise equipment, I haven't bought anything like crazy expensive that I haven't used, but I still... When you want to commit to something, you just don't really get uh, working with it. So I bought a weight bench. We had a third bedroom in our townhome. So mm-hmm. I bought a weight bench, some free weights, the perfect push-up, you know, this, the big... A bra? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I need one, but... <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, you know, the rubber parts of the floor so it doesn't damage. So I bought... All, oh, yeah. I, I had, a, you know, a nice setup for the third bedroom. That and, was, like, right behind your living room, wasn't it? Uh, or was it upstairs? It was upstairs, yeah. Oh, okay. was, yeah so. What did you have in that office? Was it an office, that little thing uh, that was right behind your living room? Like where your, te- the wall your TV was yeah, on? Yeah, we just had a big desk that was in there, my musical equipment. And... I was always curious. That was a room that no one was ever allowed in. <laughs> there was not, nothing was like, bad. Are there bodies in there? Or something? <laughs> nothing too bad in there. Um, but yeah, trying to get started on the exercise kick. Bought all that stuff, and I think I used it for about a week. And then it pretty much just took up that whole room. And then, you know, so then it got me thinking, like, this, I, I would buy this stuff, and my wife would give me crap for not using it, yeah. uh, and it would just take up space, and then... Um, so that's, that's actually a good... So I told you how Megan wants to be, when I'm trying to lose weight, she wants to be uh, helpful and kind of motivating and push me, but she, she holds back because she doesn't want to be, like, she doesn't want me to see me, me to see her as nagging me. Yeah. But when it comes to spending money on this shit, she did give me shit from not 
using that bike. <laughs> okay, there you go. You know, and then we have this treadmill that we spent a bunch of money on, and then when that sits there for a couple of weeks unused, she'd be like, eh, "If you're looking for something to do, a treadmill hasn't <laughs> been turned you. on in a while." <laughs> I got you. So, but yeah, that's probably they just take up space, and then you, yeah. then you got to get rid of them, and you look at that like, why the hell do I do that? So, um, when we moved out of the town home, I pretty much just gave a bunch of that shit to coworkers, you know, that were going to yeah. use them. So. Uh, but then it kind of got me thinking about some other stupid things that I bought, which weren't stupid at the time. But um, my wife and I bought a huge farmhouse table that when you take off the top of it, it was a nice eight foot pool table. That's pretty bad. So it was it was fun when we were started hosting, you know, people over there. But it was it was kind of a, a production to take off the top of it, mm. you know, move things around and. It wasn't as tight knit as I don't know if you ever remember the Seinfeld episode where they put a pool table in a tiny in a tiny room and they can't really you know even draw back the pool cues at all to take shots. Yeah, um, you had a little more space. In yeah, that. a little more space yeah. than that. But you had to open windows just in case a pool ball <laughs> fell off. You know, flew off the table. Like, so it, it really did turn in a kind of a production, and uh, we really didn't get a ton of use out of it. And then after we had it for about a year or two. Uh, when COVID hit, too, it was like, all right, we're not really hosting parties or anything like mm. that. So it was a really nice, expensive uh, farmhouse table. That That's about cool all it setup. was. They had the two long benches yeah. for each side. Like you, you could fit like 10 people sitting at that table eating yeah. and the, easily. The benches housed all the equipment, which was cool. So everything was kind of Oh, like underneath the cushions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I you lift that up. Yeah. Oh, all the. The cues, the balls, the the chalk, yeah, it was fucking cool. So it was, it was a nice setup, but um, we really did not get the money's worth out of that. We ended up selling back to him, but do you remember? Um, it was like 2010 or 11, and we went to Disney together. You remember that? And you remember how I can hardly walk? I got yep. back problems. Yep. I had to sit on the bench all the time. Well, once you got a few, were we drinking around the world at Epcot? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. We bought, I shouldn't even say we bought, we were looking on Craigslist and there was this pool table that somebody was like, you know, good condition, just needs to be leveled, free, get it the hell out of my house. So I borrowed a, buck, a box truck from work and was like, Meg, we're going to get this. So we went, we drove to the place, picked it up, um, loaded it in the truck. And I had, he had like a couple guys there to help because he knows how heavy a slate pool table is. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> so I get home and it's just me. I got to unload a slate pool table. So I call a couple people and it was like, couldn't get a hold of anybody. And then finally, like Cody's like, yeah, I'll help. My, my brother's a tough motherfucker. Mm -hmm. So he comes over, but then it's just him and me. I got to do one side of this myself and it's got to go like the tables, the, the legs actually to a degree folded. Or you could have, we probably could have, the smart thing would have been to lay the thing down, unscrew, take them off. Me, I'm like, no. Let's <laughs> bring it down the bulkhead stairs, tight bulkhead stairs going into my basement in Massachusetts with the legs on. So, yeah, we're, uh, <laughs> you could just imagine how it went. My back was messed up for a good six months <laughs> after that. Lower back, disc slipping, pressing on the, the nerve, the sciatic nerve, sciatica. All because I didn't want to unscrew some legs and wait until I had more help. But, I mean, yeah. I, I kind of had to get it out of the truck so I could get the truck back for work. But yep, I, I could have waited for <laughs> yeah. more help because I think we picked it up on a Friday and I had the weekend. And I'm like, no, let's get it out. Let's get it set up and let's play. And then, no, it was get it out. I want to lay on the couch for the next three months. Yeah, basically. So I had that pool table for... We got it like 20, it was around 2010 or 2011. Whenever we went to Disney, it was just a couple weeks before that. And then I had it until we sold our house in Webster where I did the same thing. I told somebody, hey, get, pool table, get, get the, the out fuck of out of my basement. <laughs> so somebody came. I might have even sold it, actually. Do you know how many times we used that pool table? Six times. Not once. Not once? Six years oh. in my basement. And the reason was, A, I was, I don't know, it, totally my fault, but I had so much anger and, and just venom and vitriol just towards that <laughs> pool table, you piece of... So I wouldn't use it. And, and But it needed to be, like, properly leveled. Like, mm -hmm. you have to do a slate table. I didn't do any of that. So it more or less became Megan's, like, laundry folding table because the washer and dryer were right next to it. 
So okay. had, it's alternative use. That's fine. So she had a pool table for for folding clothes. <laughs> Um, and then we ended up getting poker tables and all that yeah. stuff. And if we ever did anything down in the basement, it was it was the poker tables. So yeah, but you just get to that point where you just get rid of this stupid thing. Oh, she asked me a whole <laughs> bunch of times. She's like, "If you're never going to fix it, can you just get rid of it?" Yeah, yeah. It, it is a production. Like I, it, it actually would have been a great time lapse video seeing um, the installer install the table that I had. Uh, it was probably like two hundred nuts and bolts because. Mm-hmm. Ours didn't show the pockets on the side. If you looked at this thing, you wouldn't know it was a pool table. Mm-hmm. You know, it just looked like a farmhouse table. That meant that meant all of the nuts and bolts were on the inside. So the right. guy's like, you know, usually these things only take about half an hour to to do, but yours is going to take two hours because of all these, you know, all, the all these extra things here. But yeah, he actually the slate came in in three pieces, and he put bondo to fuse them together, and then level it out. You know. Uh, mm sand it down like it was a production but it, like i said it would have been a great time lapse video to see sure you know start to finish we'll uh, post it on it justin's page we'll get 18 yep. million views so yeah if joanne is listening to the next pool table we get we're gonna we're gonna keep that in mind yeah i have a gopro 10 we can time lapse it we're good to go <laughs> yeah. i think i learned my lesson on the pool table and uh the other one that we actually got rid of for nothing was and you would appreciate this uh, we had a jeep hoist so we had a 2015 uh, Jeep Wrangler. It was a two door, and um, we bought this. It was kind of like a pulley system that you could just kind of latch the roof onto and just pull the roof off once you undid all the the screws that or the nuts and bolts that had it bolted to it. So, sure. but my problem was I bought it new and I babied the thing, and I don't trust anybody. So, like if I left it anywhere, if I brought it without the without the, I would take the doors off every once in a while, take the roof off, but I would always be like looking out the window, like, is it okay? Are they going to steal anything? I'm like, I don't As of right now, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have cared that much. So I think I used it three times pulling the, the roof off. <laughs> and that was the other thing. Too. I never realized how freaking hot it is in, in Florida. Even if it's cold out, the sun just feels like it's right on top of your yeah. freaking head. Like if you don't have a roof. So like it seemed like a good idea at the time. It, you know, you get a lot of breeze going with the doors off and. But yeah, it was, so we used it like three times, and then I, it was it was really awkward because anytime the the um, even after we got rid of the jeep, there'd still be this freaking hanging hoist thing in the garage. Right. So I think some of the neighbors were like, "Is that a sex swing in the garage?" Like, <laughs> no, 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 it's a jeep thing. It's it's a jeep hoist. We're not we're not weird like that. Took the roof off the jeep. So yeah, that's essentially. Um, I think those are, and then I also have the keyboard that my wife gives me shit for not playing at all. So. You know, uh, buying musical instruments and just looking at them as they sit there. So that's Emma right now. But I think I've gotten a lot better with uh, buying stupid things that I don't that I don't use. I, I do need to use the putting green. <laughs> that, that's that'll be an expensive thing that doesn't get used. But but no, now that the you'll, weather's you'll nice, I'll be the out there. Shit out of that. I know you will. I'm looking forward to that. So <laughs> now that the weather's nice, have you ever done the opposite and been like, I need to spend money, so I actually do this thing. Like I need to go buy this so that because i've done that you need to you're looking at it <laughs> oh yeah this <laughs> this podcast how we talked yeah. about the podcast for so long and then it was just like you know what fuck it i'm just yeah, gonna you just need that kick everything. in the ass yeah because you know all of our stuff was left up in and i think justin smith still has all of my old yeah gear or all of our old gear so yeah we we'd start from scratch and bought yeah, sometimes all, you just got to pull the trigger to, yeah, yeah. And here we are. There we go. Seven episodes, soon to be eight episodes in. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it was definitely funny telling Megan, like, hey, I'm going to gonna grab, I'm going to acquire some podcasting gear. And she's just like. As long as you, you use it. Better, you better start that podcast <laughs> yeah. then. <laughs> we will. We will. Well, there we go. And that's, that's my motivation is to buy it all and, and then we'll go. We'll do it. Yep. And we get to see you more too. So yeah, yeah. Instead of once every two months, we were on a. <laughs> we were doing. <laughs> Joey had even said that she's like, "I like our regular get-togethers yeah. now." And I'm like, "Yeah, me too." Yeah, it's been good. And then the fact you can pack it up and bring it up to uh, Odessa, bring it to you. You can come down yep. here by the pool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, poolside. Eventually, we can do it at uh, bars or breweries, or we could we could record on live. Location. This thing can go live. It can connect Wi-Fi to the internet and. Do whatever. Yeah, man. More to come. 
Yeah. Looking forward to it. So um, I will say this too, and I've said this a couple of times now, but I'm happy how much you enjoy podcasting. Yeah. So it's a blast. I, I had no idea if you were going to take the to most it. quiet. So I was voting Yeah. Most you quiet. were voted most quiet in high school. And I'm like, so how do I get this, this quiet, shy kid? Quiet, shy, backstreet boy looking kid. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never met that kid. So <laughs> I, I heard about him. God. Sometimes I wish I could meet him. <laughs> no. <laughs> left, left that guy back in high school Yeah, you sure did <laughs> The other thing too that I buy a lot of That Megan's like, you better use You know, I have all the grilling stuff You know, mm-hmm. we bought our uh, our the Blackstone Blackstone back there, the 36 inch We bought, so when we got the, uh, the The COVID money The first, you know, we had a kid and our two So we got like, was it 1600 I think the first payment was you know, so we're like, well, you get one thing and I get one thing and I'm gonna get something. I got the uh, smoker, the pit, the pit barrel cooker, the smoker. Okay. I couldn't remember what it was called. <laughs> so I got the pit barrel. Um, Megan got the Nintendo Switch. I don't remember him. I picked out some toy, but yeah, it's those things. It's like you buy those; they take up space. They take up valuable space. You better use them. And, and we've gotten, we've used the shit out of those. So I have, you know, those were not bad buys at all. <clears throat> I used a treadmill last night. I broke a probably three-week gap on the I treadmill. Mean, it's being used. That's <laughs> all that matters. But we talked earlier about how I'm going to start kind of trying to, like, you know, get into a, a routine to lose weight. I was thinking, like, if I'm going to be doing stuff to lose weight, I need to get in to start losing weight to be able to lose weight. <laughs> so I was like, all right, well, let me start walking the treadmill now, and I'm probably going to bike ride, I don't know, tomorrow morning because I have a couple hours in the morning free time, so... You know? Yeah, make use out of that $1,200 bike Yeah, with the reinforced rims. Yep. That was another one. I was going to buy a bike for myself, and Megan's like, well, you better use it. <laughs> but if you're going to buy a bike for you, <laughs> I guess we're going to buy a bike for me, too. <laughs> you should get the one from uh, Beer Fest. It's five, <laughs> five, five seats in. Oh, that's <laughs> a great idea. That's a great idea. All right, before we get ourselves yeah, in trouble, man, really we better wrap this one up. <laughs> <laughs> Off the rails. <laughs> Off the rails big time. All right, man. Hey, any parting shots here? Anybody you want to crucify? <laughs> Anybody you want to curse out? Nope. Everything's all good. We're going to end there. You're happy I'm a happy today? individual today. I don't know what happened. Yeah. You? Boring. 